When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Learning Unlocked podcast presented by Open Sesame. Taking a deep dive into the global world of learning and development with practical tips and tricks, along with insights from leading brands and the people that make them work. This is Learning Unlocked. Now, here's your host, Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on the Learning Unlocked podcast. My guest is Audrey Cavanessia. She's an award-winning chief content officer with Amplify Voices. Amplify Voices is an award-winning media company founded by NFL coach Pete Carroll. They amplify diverse points of view that bridge people together through caring, Their content focuses on leadership, diversity, self-care, and belonging. You can find more about them online at AmplifyVoices.io. Audrey, thanks for joining me. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm really happy to be here and be able to spend this time with you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, Let's start with the story of how Pete Carroll started Amplify Voices. I don't think there's a lot of people that know that he's involved with this. They see him as the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, but they don't know some of the other things like this that he has going on as well. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny because we're, we're, it was such a quiet launch and it was very intentional that way because I think that when you are, Pete and I discussed it a lot, but when you're amplifying voices, which was the core and intent of this, it really is not about putting yourself out there and you're really putting your ear to the ground and a lot of heart and a lot of listening and a lot of what you think and would this serve you and would this serve you. So we we both decided to come at it a different way um, instead of blasting everybody. Oh, Pete's got a media company. Right. We we really wanted to connect with with voices and and find out, hey, what's missing for you? Where can we be of service? Where can we help? Because one of the the things that Pete and I talked about when we met in 2021 was, gosh, you know, the world can kind of use a great coach right now. <laughs> I mean, our morale is kind of in, in you know, down and, and we're, we're really combative with one another. We're going through a lot as a nation and we could really use a voice like yours. And Pete is something people may know about him, but but now that I very, very intimately know it in terms of our partnership, he doesn't like to get accolades. He doesn't like things to be about him. This guy has turned down more opportunities than you can imagine beyond the NFL. And, and, he, and he's really about other people being amplified and not himself. So 
when we looked at, you know, when Pete and I spoke and he was like, what can we do? What, what, what can I do to be of service? How can I help with things that are going on? I need to do something. I can't just sit here. And, and for him, it was such an awakening because here's a man who's done so much in terms of philanthropic endeavors and spending his time. If people know about the stuff he did with inner city in, in Los Angeles and just, you know, finishing up his day at one o'clock in the morning and then getting in a van and going out meeting with gang members and all the kind of things that he did that nobody knew about um, because he was so deeply passionate about seeing every single person as their purpose, listening to them, having them know that they mattered and they all have something to contribute. So when we talked about this, he was like, I thought I was was giving. I thought I was doing a lot, but it wasn't until post-George Floyd murder and everything that, that took place where he was like, no, I'm not doing nearly enough. So so we really talked about that. And and yes, it was a quiet launch. And yet we, we're, we've just been thrilled because you know, we just came with content out with our very first podcast in June. And within a matter of months, uh, we just started winning awards and, and we've won about 12 awards, international awards now for our podcasts. And they're incredibly diverse and it's it's a learning experience every day. And boy, every every win is he's so enthusiastic. Every week he's just like, I'm so excited about this. Yeah. This is so awesome. So it's a really, really unique experience. And I got to say, especially as myself, who has like zero experience in sports, it's it is the the adoration of Pete, as many of you know him in terms of a sports legend, is lost on me. But working with somebody like him, I am blown away. And I'm not a guy in the diner. I've been around some of the biggest names and billionaires in yep. the world. Yep. I've had a very unique trajectory in my career. So when I say this guy is just unlike anybody I've ever met, the the continuity, the the heart, the checking himself, the taking every single thing and learning, like taking things he learns from me and comes back weeks later and goes, okay, I've been thinking about that. And and I was really hard on myself when you, when you pointed that out. And okay, so here's what I came up with. I'm like, you're still thinking about that? Oh my gosh, who are you? You're like an alien. Um, it's really amazing. I mean, He's the oldest coach in the NFL, but yeah. if you looked at him, you would say he has the energy of the youngest coach in the NFL. 100%. And I agree with you. I've been around Pete in person as well. And there's just those people in life that when they walk into a room, they own the room and they bring a different energy into the room and his passion and his inclusivity and just everything about him is is really powerful. So I, I think you're really fortunate that you get to work with him. And I know he's fortunate he gets to work with you. Tell me, how did that come together? How did you and Pete get together on this project? <laughs> well, I met his daughter and they had a consulting company at that time where they had large contracts at Microsoft and, and Google and other places. And, and they bring him out and Pete would, when he had time, would speak there. And then he had a partner that would do a lot of the, the heavy lifting of it. And, and she was like, okay, you know, I want to take this company to the next level. And as I sat down and I looked and I listened and I read about Pete and I thought, well, there's a, a lack of continuity here, which is a, a lot of what you find in many businesses. If you step in and consult is 
the heart and the passion that it started with got lost in translation mm-hmm. by people trying to meet the bottom line. And, and you think that if you compromise and keep that continuity of heart, you won't hit those bottom line. But actually, if you do, you'll grow in ways as a community, as a culture, unlike anything before. And you'll blow things out of the water. Sure, you'll, you'll lose, but the lessons along the way will be so deep and so broad. And so I didn't find that with what was going on here. I mean, they did some really great things, but I thought, you know, I kind of I don't know, Pete, and I don't know that, but for what the sense that I'm getting here, I feel like something got lost in translation. And so when him and I met, um, we had a phone call first and it was just a little short phone call. It turned into a few hours. And the next day he called me again. That was a few hours. The next day he met with me and that was like five hours. And his, his daughter, his wife and myself all met. And we're just like, Pete and I were just talking, talking, talking. And we really came to the other end of it that, you know, consulting wasn't in that way, wasn't the way to go because it was really about fulfilling the mission of that company and their infrastructure and the way that they needed to keep it. It wasn't disruptive, in other words. Hmm. And I felt like Pete's, his his whole take on loving people and in, in the domain of high performance. Um, and, and I said, you know, that statement right there may have not translated five years ago, 10 years ago, even three years ago. But right now, it's probably one of the most needed and wanted things period. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know, we'll have a lot more traction and have a bigger reach if we get into content as opposed to, you know, big heavy lifting consulting contracts. And we just went around and around and talked about it. And finally he was like, okay, let's do this. Let's let's get in. Let's do this. So that's how we met. And that's how we, we, we kicked off and, and we quickly got to experience one another go, okay, okay. I see, I see how this goes. So it was really great. Pete literally, now that I'm around him, he literally treats me like I'm one of the NFL players, you know, checks in with me, gets me excited. Every call that we do falls up right up. Okay, this is what I do with my team. I debrief with them afterwards. I'm going to do the same thing with you. And I was like, bring it on. Let's go. That's great. That's great. So before we move on and talk about some of the specific podcasts and the voices that you have on Amplify Voices, I want to go back to something you just said. There are people that have to present to presidents, CEOs, or, you know, celebrities like Pete Carroll. When you have that opportunity to sit down with them, and I've been in those rooms too, you have to win the respect of that person pretty quickly or else they tune you out. And they're like, "Eh, why are we wasting our time with this consultant? Or who are they? Or, you know, why'd you bring them to me? You you got a, a you know elevator pitch opportunity and you have to grab them pretty quickly. What's the best way to do that? Hands down, and this is actually something I learned from. I, I had it in me already, like as a sort of spirit forward of being a, a rebel very early on. But you know, a rebel gone rogue is more of a bull in a china shop. And if you can fine tune that rebellion side of you, then it really becomes something that's a great contribution to powerful people, and and it really fuels something. And that is not being a yes man or yes, yes woman or yes person. Thank you. And and they're hard to find. And the the more powerful, the more money, the more celebrity you get around, the more it's like a moth to a light, the more of these yes people that it attracts. And it it just damages everything. And I learned that um, really like how to hone that in and fine tune it. I learned it from Sam George's 
who was the person who oversee, oversaw all of Tony Robbins' holdings when I when I worked with Tony and had a unique contract with him. And he said, you know, there's no shortage of yes people that people like Tony have around them, but they are the most damaging people to someone's vision. They're, they're just toxic. And so he just, he saw it in me and he was like, I want you to stay this way. Don't ever change. Tell the truth. Fight the fight. Battle with them. Not everybody will keep you in the room, but the people that see it and recognize it, you will become invaluable too. And I really did. I learned how to be better, not to be combative, not to be dismissive, not to disrespect, not only what the work that they have done, but the people around them. You just don't come in and start saying a bunch of things like this is wrong and this is off and your marketing's off and or whatever it is. Um, because there's people around that put in 10, 15 years, even if they were wrong, you know, with what they did. Right. So it's kind of this very, very like tightrope balance of how do I honor, how do I respect, how do I say all these things, but be totally clear that I am going to say tough things to you and, and I'm going to be prepared to hear you argue with me and I'm going to win because it's not really me winning. It's me reminding you of who you are. Hmm. Just giving it right back to you. I'm holding up a mirror and saying, remember why you started this? Remember what was in your heart? And this is why it got off track. And all we have to do is get it back on track and hear some ideas. And, you know, it people recognize what's in their heart. And that's just the conversations that I've had with every, you know, leader that I've worked with afterwards, including Pete, was just truly listening to him. Sure, I bring my skill sets, but I'm listening to you and I'm going to tell you the truth and you can kick me out of the room, but I'm telling you, I'm not wrong because I see you. And, and that's a really, it's a really, really, really important thing. And I'll tell you now, after working with Pete, the time that I have over this last year, um, Here's what he calls it. He says, if you speak from your heart, you'll never go wrong. Hmm. Great, great advice. And that's exactly where I land myself. Before I get on a tough call, I'm like, okay, am I, am I going to say these tough things from my heart? Because if I am, they'll feel it. They'll feel I'm not disrespecting them. They'll feel I'm not belittling them. They'll feel that I'm not combative. I can be as tough as I want. I can be as straight as I want. I could say the things that they're scared to hear and, um, and I can deal with the fallout if it comes from my heart. And so that's just having that a little bit of articulation on it has made a huge difference for me. More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Diversity, equity, and inclusion continues to be a top priority for businesses everywhere. Open Sesame has created a survey that will give you insight into where your organization stands on diversity. Aside from being educational, this survey is a powerful tool to help you understand areas of improvement and spark conversations about strategies for creating a more inclusive and equitable workplace. After you take the short survey, you'll get access to Open Sesame's DEI Toolkit, an online hub where you can find additional resources. Visit opensesame.com today to start your survey. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. I want to talk about the types of voices that Amplify Voices features. So I know you've got some award-winning podcasts on there, but when you're thinking of creating a podcast for this platform, what are you looking for? You know, it's interesting because right off the bat, we really wanted to represent diversity and not just in black and brown and indigenous, not, not just in, or women and male and, you know, 
trans, like it wasn't just the obvious when you hear diversity. It was truly being able to say, where is the where is the nuance of voices? And so there was some immediate things that were very easily identifiable, like the leadership. There has been a massive disruption. I mean, people talk about how much disruption there is in tech. They talk about how much disruption there is in in certain accountabilities, like marketing is being disrupted every single year in terms of what people's titles are and what their job really is. But one of the greatest disruptions we've had in leadership, look at how many people have been toppled off of their throne, so to speak. And that has everything to do with there's whether people like it or not, whether you feel like all that you put time and effort into is now becoming irrelevant. It's like you got to just kind of get yourself together and deal with the fact that what worked even five years ago isn't going to work. It's it's going to be reported to HR. It's going to mm-hmm. be seen as a microaggression. You're going to be seen as a tyrant or some kind of dictator or something like that. You're like, wait, this used to work. I used to get accolades for this kind of like, you know, pushing and and now it just is, it's falling flat. It's not reading the room and there is not really an answer. That's the other thing. It's like disruption of leadership with a total state of uncertainty. So now what? And so this was really important was being able to have more of like a crowdsourced voice around uh, leadership by by reaching out to all kinds of people, being able to hear all kinds of expressions, the shy ones, the introverted ones, people that were doing outlier projects, people that were in the trenches doing things, people behind the desk, in front of the desk, like all of it. We wanted to just kind of hear from everybody. So the leadership podcasts that we had were were really original in that way. And and especially since I had part of my background has was a nice chunk of delivering and designing leadership trainings all over the world and training tons of tons of leaders all over the world. So I really kind of came from a deep understanding of what all of the training was and what it used to be and how I could really honor the disruption. So I'm really glad that that's translated. And then the other thing that I think is really important is that mental health, mindset, self-care, culture care, whatever you want to call it, is now something that's not an addendum. It's now something that's on the forefront of conversation. We've got to care for our leadership. We've got to care for our bodies and what's happening in our minds and and the constant stress and and it, it it's got to be openly discussed. And I'm just blown away that it's completely in continuity with what Pete does with his team. The level of intimacy that those guys have in that locker room and in their meetings is would shock people actually in how personal and intimate that they get when you know that they're dealing with something and they're about to be like tough as nails going out there. And that's something that we I wanted to see translated. So being able to get topics that talked about trauma and healing and really going back and discovering your whole self and bringing wholeness back to your life was was really on the forefront of our topics as well. I have been podcasting since 2007. So I think I'm I'm in touch with podcasts more than the average person, but they really mm-hmm. exploded during the pandemic because there were a yeah. lot more people that were, you know, working from home and going on walks and looking for answers and wanting to hear from different voices and experts on the topics that you just mentioned. But the growth of podcasting, what are you seeing as someone who's, you know, overseeing and managing a, a media company? Well, you know, it's funny, Brian, we didn't have any 
intention to do podcasting. It was actually an idea from William, a partner at William Morris Endeavor when when I was talking to them and and we were going to do a six part. We're going to come out of the gate doing a six part documentary on what caring and performance would look like. And we'd go through the journey of some of Pete's and some people that he's touched and some players and some outlier philanthropic things. And we really wanted to bring people through this journey of experience. And then William Morris came back and they were like, why don't you do that? Just do that as a podcast, like a limited series podcast. And I was like, what? I was like, podcast. <laughs> so then I was about it as I was talking and, and I kept listening to different people talking about podcasts and there was like an aha moment that I had and the aha moment I had was wow you know podcasting is the only medium that does not have you tethered to a screen you right. can play with your kids you can go walk your dog you can work out I take a half nap, you can wash the dishes. And now with people dealing with so much like, you know, Zoom trauma and, and, and you know, headaches and what they're dealing with, they're, they're tethered to that, having to be on those things. They, they got their family right around them while they're trying to get their work done. There's no division between personal life and business life and, and all that. I thought, gosh, I can't imagine anything, doing any form of content and touching people's lives and being able to bring them, whether it's inspiration or education or or insight or um, development in such a caring way than to give them audio. And so audio became something that I then immediately was so deeply fascinated by, like how many and different types of things can we do with audio? I got really excited about it. And then that's when I just discovered, and this is where Open Sesame came into play, that I started asking around in the beginning of 2021, will there be enterprise podcasting as like a whole thing? And, and at first people were thinking I was talking about like businesses doing like Microsoft and different companies do their own internal podcasts for their culture. I was like, no, that's not what I mean. What I mean is it like the way e-learning has courses and that's very mainstream and we've been doing that for decades. Will podcasting become something that is there? Like look at, for example, I was telling people, look at everything around DEI, everything that HR departments and company cultures have to deal with. But but the DEI stuff is changing week by week. How do right. you stay up to date with that? Right. You can't do an e-learning course and do all the work that it takes to do an e-learning course. By the time you come out with it, half of it's irrelevant. We've already moved on. We've got new acronyms and pronouns and all kinds of things for that. Like you're, That stuff is already old. That's got to be in the domain of podcasting. It has to be. And it can't just be like this broad stroke of like, oh, here's something about diversity. You've got to really understand what's happening at the pulse of technology or what's happening with the disruptors in biotech and biomed. You've got to translate that stuff to hit markets. So to me, I just thought, oh, podcasting in the enterprise world and starting to could nuance that thing out and go direct to businesses um, and have that be something that's completely important, viable for them. That is going to be something that's going to be really exciting. And so when I met with Open Sesame and I was like, what do you guys think about not taking any video? And it's just like straight audio. And they were like, that's what we want. So, you know, that kicked off uh, our partnership. So we're just doing exclusive audio. More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Open Sesame helps companies develop the world's most productive and admired workforces. How? By having the most comprehensive catalog of e-learning courses from the world's top publishers, publishers like TED and Harvard. And having courses that cover learning topics like diversity, equity, and inclusion, leadership development, safety and compliance, and wellness. Try a course for free today 
by visiting opensesame.com backslash course of the week. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. You know, as someone who is a podcaster... I like audiobooks better than reading. Yeah, I, I, I like I'm a learner through audio. And I think that you're on to something here because there's a lot of people that, you know, whether they're driving in their car, working out, or like you said, doing the dishes, like it's just a, I don't have to look at a book, stare at a screen, anything. I can just listen. And I think that form of learning resonates with some people like myself more than other forms of learning. Yeah. I think so too. And I think it has a lot to do with that, you know, your, your mind can take in so much more when you're physically doing things. They actually say it's a great way to learn because it, it disrupts your brain from resisting information or trying to map it onto something that it knows. And then it, it doesn't take in something new because it's being a comparative, you know, kind of interactor and saying, Oh, that's like that. Oh, okay. I understand that. You're like, no, 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 no. I'm trying to teach you something new brain. But if you physically move, if you physically do things and you listen, it just goes right where it needs to go. And you start really building new information in your brain. So I think, you know, that's another thing that podcasting really does. But I found with, as much as I to go back to my uh, a point that I just made that with what's what do I think coming in now coming into the game of podcasting and running this company that I found that a lot of book recently I found that a lot of books that I was listening to as much as I enjoyed them were not relative to my immediate needs because of how much is in a state of disruption right now right like I, like I would list a book on CEOs or running things and I'm like okay, only a portion of that is actually making, you know, is I'm going to use or things on digital marketing. I'm like, okay, that already is irrelevant because 70% of this is irrelevant because, or it's only relatable if you're going to do e-commerce or something like that. And I thought, gosh, I wish there, there was just information that's far more drilled down. And I think that's the opposite. You know, when we really start to look at podcasting in the business world, more of the long tail theory is, Again, not going into that broad and wide, I'm going to hit all these people, but get super, super niche and really drilling it down and really bringing information to um, businesses and markets that, gosh, really, really need it in the way that they need it. Like I said, you know, to, to, for me to listen to marketing in that now is speaking between e-commerce and retail and brick and mortar meets this and then social media and all of that. I'm like, I don't need to know that. But if you're, if I have, um, if I have a biotech biomed company, I only say this because I, I launched a, helped launch a, a startup one that went public, but dealing with like that company was democratizing the clinical trial process through SAS of, of phones that people get and go through an entire, I mean, clinical trials are so complex. 
And it was just insane what we went through in a short period of time. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't find anything that was relative out there in the book world, audio, even audiobook world that was really helping me as a leader. I was in the trenches, flying blind and, and at warp speed. And if there had been very specific kind of podcasts that could drill down, biotech and biomed is a massive massive market in terms of startups, especially right now coming out of the pandemic, even more so. So so what are some of the podcast topics that you cover in the Open Sesame catalog? Well, we talk, we have a number of them on leadership and really from the standpoint of our perspective is yet, yes, there's diversity and yes, there's inclusion and, and yes, there's equity and all of that. But if you actually come from a foundation of belonging, something that we all miss out very early on, I, all of us have some kind of incident, in our families or in early years of our schooling or what have you, where we're like, oh gosh, I don't belong here. I don't fit in. And I really think that as leaders, we carry that with us and some we build it as our strengths and some it really is our weakness that we don't really ever fit in. We're not really getting the world and the reality of other people. So our leadership podcasts are really around bringing that kind of sense of belonging to your cultures in every possible way we can. Um, so there's belonging and leadership. There's everyday leadership skills in that regard. There's 1-800 leadership that's more on non-evergreen topics, but very timely right now what's happening information that you can take from things that are happening in the world and then translate it into what you would do in your own leadership capacity. And then we have um, things like um, Gorilla Muse is a podcast led by New York Times bestselling author Reza Menikin. And He's all in uh, in the domain of somatic healing and trauma healing. It's such an important conversation, boy. I mean, we've heard of healing for decades, but really to talk about trauma um, when people really understand now trauma coming out of the last couple of years is a huge, massive topic and so important for people to just whatever they've dealt with to take that on. So it's a topic I want to continue to explore in and find out how many, again, drilling down areas I can get to. And we have Black Girl Burnout to address um, Black women in the unique way in which they process um, trauma and stress and all of that. And again, that's kind of drilling down and getting into women process stress distinctly than men. And then you get into different cultures and backgrounds and that's even distinct. And this is a really important thing. I would say that I definitely learned from my time in going through um, with scientists and and with a company like that is is we have to get more personalized with our process as opposed to generalized. And um, so these are the kind of topics that we're looking at now. And and I, there's so many things. I mean, Pete just calls me all the time. He's like, what about this? What are we going to do about this? <laughs> this world? I'm like, okay, let me add that to the list. But there's just yesterday we spoke and he was like, but do you think we should do more? And I'm like, okay, but the, you see how that's maybe better if we do that next year. And that's because I had to look at it like, instead of just coming out with podcasts, again, since it's Amplified Voices, really kind of putting my ear to the ground and saying, okay, what what is loudest right now? What Where can we be of service right now? And that is in these areas. Funny enough, Pete would have never, I mean, one of the first podcasts that I wanted to do with him was Lead with Love. And he was like, I'm not a really a leader. I, I don't want to. I'm like, what? You're not a leader? You're like, you're a coach literally one of the coaches. He was like, yeah, but I don't see myself that way. I'm just like here for other people and whatever. And so he wouldn't call anything that he did lead me. And he was like, you do that. You love leadership. You do podcasts with me. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll do them. But I love that. That is so interesting and fascinating to me. It's yeah. like, 
the leader who doesn't see themselves as a leader is kind of like the best leader. Right. How they're they're not too full of themselves. Sell that thing. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Well, Audrey, I love what you and Pete are doing with Amplify Voices. Uh, congrats on all your success and awards so far. Audrey Cavanessia, she is an award-winning chief content officer with Amplify Voices. Learn more about them at amplifyvoices.io. You can learn more about their partnership with Open Sesame by going to opensesame.com. Audrey, again, thanks for joining me on the Learning Unlock podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to Learning Unlocked, presented by Open Sesame. Download this and every episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learning Unlocked is produced by Griggs Productions.